Okay. Take two. <clears throat> the sun's come out now, which is better. And the bike god has just been and gone and fixed the bikes. But unfortunately, I'm not up to cycling at the moment. Had my COVID jab last week and I'm still suffering the after effects. But hey ho, it'll help me with my weight loss plan. So back to business. I think I'm going to talk now about um, labels. I think they're too freely dished out these days. Everybody wants the label, don't they? I cut mine off. However, I have my label and it's stuck with me. When I got my first section, I decided to, to ask for my medical records. Wow. Ten huge, thick, pink folders. I got it with the intention of suing the psychiatrist, but then I got depressed and I didn't bother and forgot. But sometimes I dip into them and have a look and see what's been written about me. Don't know who they're talking about. Patsy thinks she's a reflexologist. Well, I am. They just make judgments about you, which isn't fair. But that's uh, the whole society these days for you, isn't it? People are judged no matter what they do or what they say. And when they're gone, they're looked back on favourably. Not right. So I'm sitting with my chamomile tea and my nuka honey and I've just been out the back garden having a cigarette. I keep saying I'm going to stop. It's my mantra. I've been smoking on and off since I was 14. Used to get around for not buying them. But one of these days I will surprise myself and everyone around me by stopping. It's not the nicotine addiction, I don't think. It's just the actual enjoyment of letting that breath out. It's a form of breathing exercise, but I suppose the toxins aren't good for you. I will stop. Right, I'll stop going on about it, because I actually do my own head and telling myself I'm going to stop and telling other people and making big deals about it and posting on Facebook that I've stopped smoking and then I start again. Facebook memories come up and there's a video of me saying this is my last cigarette I'm not buying any more roll forward another two years and I'm saying the same thing anyway there's worse things I could be doing I don't really drink these days can't be bothered never liked hangovers anyway but when uh, I've been manic in the past could drink people under the table. Big style. Once went to a pub in Edinburgh called Wilson Binkies with some friends. I 
Men han hade surt frågor när han stod på armen uppe hade en för att surt frågor i sin jägermästare. Och vad har han här med? Så vi tar jägarbom. Han kan ha det på hit. Kaste vi dig egen brun og flere til sig. Nog på kostes dig, just på kostes højde tis. Bare ved en dag for dig til at blive mere healthy these days. Der er rules og komplementer therapist to help people to drink water, and I'm not very good about doing it myself. So in the last week, I was feeling ill after my job. I've been taking to drinking herbal teas and taking vitamin tablets. Still don't feel any better. But I'm doing my bit. So anyway, I went through life until I hit 28 and had my daughter without having any probable real depression in my life, apart from when my father died. But um, I never got antidepressants for uh, the postnatal. As I say, the first antidepressants were in 1995, after I came out the Western General with the Guillain-Barre syndrome. It didn't do anything for me, so I tried another one. Didn't help either. I tried another. Eventually, I got one called Bemofaxine, and that seemed to do the trick. To be honest, I don't really think I needed an antidepressant. I just didn't like where I was, and a tablet wasn't going to take that away. And it was Venofaxine that did the dirty on me in 1998 when I had my first so-called manic episode and got diagnosed manic depressive, sorry, bipolar. I don't like the word bipolar, but it's just a word. Yeah, Venofaxine, December 98. Wait get a tarot reading in Stirling and it was recorded on a cassette. The tarot person couldn't get a word in edgeways throughout the whole session. I was telling her what everything was meaning. Came back, was working part time because they thought I had manic depression. Alright, that's fine. Just before Christmas. And I went to B&Q to buy a Christmas tree. Wow, walked in, warehouse full of things a trolley and filled it up. I did buy a tree, I think it cost me £4. Came home with my goods. Where have you been? So I went to bed. But I met a guy who was working in B&Q and we were chatting and he told me all about himself, where he lived, what he did, his life story. So whilst I was reminiscing about the fact that nobody liked me, I decided to write some Christmas cards. I wrote one for the guy from B&Q. Next morning, went to work, finished at lunchtime, had a hospital appointment in the afternoon, but decided to go and deliver the Christmas card to the postman from Gilmerton. Epic. Never been there before. Found his house, he wasn't in. His neighbour told me where he might be. Went there. I'd just missed them. They told me where they might be, and so it went on. And I went from pub to pub in Gilmerton, smoking, drinking that iron brew, talking. Then it, then it was seven o'clock at night, and I thought, I think I better go home. 
<coughs> but what I actually said to myself was, I think I better go to the hospital. So I drove to the hospital, parked my car outside the door in Harrington, and the doors opened, and all hell burst loose. Psychiatrist, nurses, my ex-husband, my mother, all wondering where I'd been, worried about me. I was just delivering a Christmas card, I said. Yes, said my ex. Apparently, the guy in question had heard that this woman was looking for him. I'd given my name to everybody, so he gave my name to the police and then visited my house and told my husband that if I approached him, I'd be arrested. Oops. Into the hospital, unaware, given a drug, Chromazine, I think, turned me into a statue. Couldn't move. Nobody was there to help me to my bed apart from two other new patients who carried me up. They could have done anything with me, but they didn't. So I stayed and I got home in the February on lithium. That was fine. Went back to work. But I wanted another child and I couldn't on that medication and it wasn't safe because of my other previous illness, so I became depressed. And so it went on. Until my work decided that they'd had enough, I think. And I got set up. Went as an internal auditor to look at a member of staff's personnel file. And whose file was right next to it? Mine. Oh, so I took it out and read it. Ah, <gasps> hot stuff. The upshot of that was I was suspended on full pay for looking at my personnel file. Then I got sacked. Then I appealed it. They said I could go back to work as a clerical assistant, but I didn't. I reported them for con... What was it? Not unfair dismissal, the other one. Anyway, so we had another drawn out process, and at the end of it, they offered me ill health retirement. Brilliant, because I didn't like working there anyway. I've been desperate to leave, but when you're off ill, you have to go back so that you can leave. <laughs> so I left 2001 on my pension, 37. And I had my second daughter the following year, at 38. Things happen for a reason, I do believe that. So, where are we now? 2021. Can't believe it. Hadn't got used to writing 2020 down on things. I was going to write a book, I've always said that, but I think this will do instead. It's the easy way. Plus I like the sound of my own voice. Well, when I'm talking, but I don't like listening to myself talking. When I used to study for exams, somebody gave me the tip of recording yourself and going to bed with earphones on, listening to you. No. <laughs> Freaky. Right. I'll be back in touch. I think I might go and have a shower. Bit too much information, isn't it? Been a busy week.
but I've achieved a lot, even though I've not been feeling very well. Just shows you. Take care. Bye.